This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com, and happy uh, Independence Day. Uh, And today I have an interesting uh, thing for you, something I've been thinking about doing for quite a while, to give you a taste of how uh, my client readings go. And you've heard some readings on the air, but this is a half-hour coaching session with a brave and uh, marvelous client named Maureen, who actually called him for the uh, uh, Affirmations show a few weeks ago. And uh, we're going to do a coaching session, and then... um, take a break, and then I did a, a follow-up phone call with her to do a little follow-up work, so you can kind of get a, a sense of what working with me is like. Uh, her birth data, for the record, are June 22nd, 1965, 2.38 p.m. in San Mateo, California. I hope you enjoy the show, and if you uh, want some help, if you have some emotions that need some grounding or some past life things or uh, fears or anxieties that need to be worked through, definitely give me a call. Uh, I do this work with people uh, all the time, and I'm happy to uh, support you. You can be in touch with me through tdjacobs.com. Hi, Marina. It's Tom. Hey, Tom. Hi. How is your day going? Oh, and one more note. Neither of us knew this was going to be on the air until after the call, and then we arranged the follow-up. Um, it's going okay. Doing yeah. much better. Yeah, this is a much better. Although I've had interesting things happen, I feel mm-hmm. like those were some really good, I mean, these were, those affirmations were really great, and right. I feel like I'm less panicky and things. I, I, feel, I feel better, like, overall. Uh huh. Good. So yeah. what ends up happening is, as I'm sure now you've seen, is that we get there are all these walls, and that's what creates attention, right? And then mm-hmm. if you actually walk up to the wall and like, you know, start knocking on it, and this affirmations like to actually step through it, things get better like really noticeably, because the energy moves once you confront the thing that's wrong. You kind of go in the process. It can take several weeks often for any of these issues, but to change our minds about it. So I'm glad yeah. to hear. I'm, I'm glad to yeah. hear, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah oh, now I know why I'm saying this. Sorry, I would just say this. Uh, now I understand why I was nudged to say that. <laughs> okay. I just said it, and I was like, why am I saying that? And, and so, and it's, it's, from, it's from guides, from your guides, and they're like, Make you know now that she has like certain um, now that you have you know you have seen a number of times how the thought process can change. Uh, please just have a a model in place. Make sure that you're working nicely with certain parts of you that don't get this. But things change. This is like the sixth house Virgo thing of like if you actually change something, things will change. But one has to have faith to go through the process. So there, that, that's what it was. I was like, why did I say that? But yeah, like I think I feel like I have better faith. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. That's. Okay. Yeah, I had. I think I had to that. get it through a few 
few uh, affirmation hurdles <laughs> to get to uh-huh. that point. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So good. Oh, I'm better. Like, you know, when something happens and I'm, when I react to it, I I know that I can, you know, instead of like bored, I can kind of just go, hold on a second, <laughs> look at this, mm-hmm. and, and, and so I can talk to my guides and get some, you know, feedback. Like, I feel like I'm getting good, better, feel clear communication that's going on. So great. That that like the grounding is the first most important tool as you as you've heard mm-hmm. me say a thousand times, and then what yeah. you just said is the second. But you can't do that if you're not grounded. So it's kind of like right. so good. So that's phase two. Check. Okay. Good. Well, so but yeah, I've had interesting good. dreams. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's what I want to where I want to go. Okay. I definitely I really want to get to the bottom of the fire. Like the fire um, theme with me, I had a dream where I was in Mexico, um, and I don't know. I don't think it. It's. It, I think I had a past life in Mexico, and I'm thinking this was my last one or the one before around the same time that this. I I just watched this like um, documentary about the Triangle Shirtwaist Fire, and I was very drawn to it. And okay. so in this dream, What's it called I mean, again? The triangle, triangle shirt, what? Waist, triangle. Shirt, waist, fire. W-A-I-S-T? W-A-I-S-T, yeah. Like, like you know, those, those crazy, like, triangle-looking shirts that the women used to wear in the turn of the century? I'm going to look at it just in case it's helpful. So I'm just Wikipedia'd it, so it's good. I will look here. Okay. I'm listening. It's just audio and visual. I've so. had a problem with elevators, and they had an elevator in it, and, and only a certain amount of the women were able to escape. Um, some of them jumped to their death because of the fire. The, the door was, I don't know why, I'm drawn to all these disasters, Titanic and the Iroquois Theater in Chicago, their doors were locked, and that's why people died. Like, they were locked in, like in Titanic, the lower class people were locked downstairs. The theater was locked, so nobody would sneak in. And then the the shirtwaist factory was locked, so nobody could get down the stairs. Okay. And that's why they had... And so, so I've always had this thing about elevators... And I think that's the reason why I saw the roller coaster on fire. It was I saw charred bodies on my dream. Well, uh-huh. in Disneyland, I took the elevator ride, and it scared the pants off me. <laughs> and and so I I think that's all tied together. I you know I. Uh-huh. So that's kind of where I want to go. And then also, there's two dreams I had this week where I was in my mom's house, with, which was the last house that I lived at with my mom, you know, when, before 20 years old. Um, one, I was in a room with my mom, and it was super duper dusty and dirty. And the other one was I was on the front lawn, and the, the lawn was totally brown and dry. And, and then I had a friend on the lawn. Um, she asked me if it was okay if she was could smoke. <laughs> I don't know. So there, So that's where I want to go, I guess. That's Okay. 
Okay. So uh, in in general, over can you guesstimate how many years over which you've had dreams about disasters such as the ones you've just you've mentioned? Um. I guess ever since I had my son, um, oh, I was okay. like, I saw Titanic when I was pregnant with my son. <laughs> uh-huh, I don't know if uh-huh. that has anything to do with it. But probably there's triggered. another, yeah. Yeah. probably triggered something, uh-huh. being yeah. mom or something, Pre- maybe pregnant. Maybe I was pregnant when some horrible disaster happened. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm getting. See, because what, what it sounds like is that... N- I don't know, I don't have some kind of confirmation if you were involved in any of these particular disasters, but what it feels like to me is, um, it feels like a past life part resonating with this sense of being trapped in this disaster. So, so he or she is communicating with you. And, and using these images that you pick up in media or that you're aware of, and yes, being pregnant, I think pregnant is a part of it. And I think that mm-hmm. seeing that movie, you know, I, yeah, I mean, that movie, I didn't see it right when it came out, but I, I know that the effect was it, you know, that phrase people say it captured the hearts, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It, I think yeah. it did that. And I think, I think at that time there, there was something very special about how it drew us in emotionally. And I, so I think that, I think that this part, was able to start making contact with you is what I think has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and the part's like nodding. So I don't know who it is yet, but I'm just going to keep doing this till I can get a better sense. The part's willing yeah, to come like forward, to obviously. I'd like to yeah. connect with that part. And I, ha- I was getting yeah, a female. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, I, yeah, I kind of wondered that. Let me just, yeah, female, um, 31. 30 years old, um, 32, like early 30s. Um, but she could actually be younger and just feel like she's lived a lot. Because uh, mm-hmm. as soon as I say that, I get early 20s, and I'm like, no, I just said 30. So I'm not quite sure about that yet. Um, she's kind of dialing. So she wants you to know, but basically she wants you to know that this awful thing happened to her. So here we have a bleed through that, okay, her acute sense of being trapped, right, because the situation that led, this did lead to her death. It wasn't just that, you know, she was on a ship or worked in a factory. It's not, you know, this did lead to her death. And uh, her acute sense of being trapped capped off a life of more or less feeling trapped. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So for you, you're not having an acute, you're not having an acute sense of trapped, but you are processing some stuff that can make you feel trapped over the long term. So, so you have this in common. She bleeds through. I call up um, another woman we spoke with, a brown woman. Um, the you look good for a colored person, you're dressed well, that mm-hmm. person. Yeah. 
and they don't know each other. So this is not like they don't know each other yet. <laughs> so, this, so I'm just kind of scanning some things to see who this is and if, if there's any overlap or if she's representing other people. And like, for, so like very specifically, I can see that they, do not, they have not like hung out together. Um, so I'm, this is, it's like now I have to read a moment that has persisted. It's like a moment which is the feeling this woman brings. And so I'm going to get into this. It's like stopping time is what it feels like to me. So just okay. just kind of hold on for a minute. And I may be, sure. I may be quiet for a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah, so hold on. Because there, there are... Um, I ask if this is a workplace, and I get yes. I ask if this is a home, I get yes. So there might be two people, so hold on. Because I, when I asked if it was a workplace, I had the sense that she has kids who are not there, and her thought goes to these, other, these kids, right, these other people she mm -hmm. would take care of and she can't. But then I say, is it a home? Yes, and the kids aren't there. So I don't know if she's working from home. I don't know if she lives where she's working. Well, maybe um, she's it's working for somebody who who it is their home, like a plantation or a mansion or a castle. I get a yes on that, and I and I also get the imagery of like a factory. So I think there are two people talking. So let, yeah, thank you for that. Keep keep me updated. Keep me updated. But it's definitely like I definitely see. Well, like now you can go. Um, I guess you can do. You, this happens in San Francisco. It's it's really common in New York, and you go into these uh, loft condo things, and they're converted factories, and it's like the original hardwood floors and that kind of thing. And that's that's the imagery I'm being shown as like one of those open floor plan factory things that are very prevalent in New York, very common from the 19th century. Um, so I'm being shown that, but then you say that, and I get chills, which is a confirmation. So I think we're talking to two people who are kind of together. And so yeah, let's, just, let's, just, let's just sort this out. Thanks for your patience, because this doesn't usually take this long. But No, I, that, just, you know, this is fine. Yeah, yeah it's... So when I when I look at the idea that she is working in someone's home, it doesn't ring fully true. But and you, when you said it, I got a chill. And so I, so let me just kind of well, you know, with the, the image that uh -huh. came up for me that I've uh -huh. had a dream about is um, is a young woman. Um, there's like these well-to-do men that are arriving or something, and there's a fire that started with the, you know the kind of lights. Before they had electricity, they had like I don't know if it was gas or like gas lamps, yeah, yeah, gas lamps or something. And she was trying to put out the fire or something, and it was you, she like I guess pillows or something or like oh, things got on fire, that. and she couldn't. Yeah, she couldn't. It was too much for her. Just she, you know, once a it's like you know those when it flashes, it gets a certain point, and then it. It's yep. like all these fires started and she couldn't put them out in time. Like it was just too much to. Okay. 
So now I'm asking if she's if and seeing if there are two people or which one may answer if they're different if both answer or if I get two answers. You know, is she the only person there when it happens? And I get two yeses. So this is what they have in common. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. This is what they have now. I just got rushed. So hold on. This is what they have in common. So they're actually they've decided. So like I said, this you know the color the woman that was called the colored woman that that from the other dream that person doesn't know this but these two are kind of they've kind of adopted this image of like we're the same person they like this is the same story they're telling me this is the same story we're the same person and it's two women and one's like 22 one's like 30 or 31 and. This is really interesting. So, but they're kind of speaking to me with one voice, but obviously at different times they may have different answers, and that's what's been confusing. But now I get it, and they're relieved. Like now we're now we're cooking. Like now we're now now we're on track. So, um, okay. So, are you, are you the only one there? Are you responsible for this? And both get that it's outside of one's control, like it's outside of their control. But the idea that they maybe could have stopped it, maybe, but it's like, it's just kind of like, it just, it's out of out of hand. It's like, that's the phrase, like out of control, out of hand. So and the image so, you're yeah. getting. Yeah. yeah, that totally makes yeah. sense because I feel uh-huh. like they, they come up when, I feel like when I, I think the, when I put two and two together was, I felt like I had just gotten like something co- totally figured out yes. with my dad's financial finances, yes. and then bam, I got another like it's like when I, I put out one fire, I get another fire. Like, like you know, yes, I got all these things taken care of, but bam, there's another thing that I gotta like deal with. Like I'm getting chills on that. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's, and, I, that's what makes me crazy because. It's like it's like I can't. I put out one fire and then another one starts, and it's like okay. So, so I'm going to ask you to close your eyes if you haven't already, but but please put cords into the earth and breathe the energy of the earth up your body, right, bottoms of the feet and the root chakra. And just kind of do that for a minute because we're going to do some work with them to help them release uh, some stuff, or at least as they come through to you to release some stuff, so you're not affected in the same way. Um, because your life situation, as you may guess, is actually very different from theirs. Though this mm-hmm. dynamic of having a lot to do and these putting out these small fires and all that uh, is, you know, is, is, is something in common. Well, I, with the one who's in the factory setting, it it's strange that she is the only one there, but it is true. She's the only one there when this happens. And it is not her... F- I just need to ex- ex- uh, explain the story. It is not her, her fault, but, she, you know, the actual event is not her fault. And she is the one who has kids who don't live there. She's the older one. And she has several kids. I, I get three or four kids or something. So it's weird in this time. You know, it's difficult, challenging for a woman to be away from home, to be working. And she's like... The kids are like with... Uh, like ext- like the, the the cousin and the sister and the and the mother the grandma live like in the same apartment building kind of thing and it is in an urban place it's it's not a country place it's like it's like a bigger city in the states in the 19th century it could be 
and it feels like New York or Chicago, but it could be other places too. It could be it could be Cleveland or Detroit now. It could be Cleveland, you know. But anyway, it's like um, it could actually be Minneapolis too. But anyway, anyway, it's like somewhere you know in the Midwest to the Mid East or, or East. So so but 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 the thing about the idea of the blame is that the reason she is there is what would perhaps make a part of her think or make it seem as though she's in the wrong. And the reason she's there, she's making up something that somebody else did wrong. So she essentially is covering for the team of the people who work there, meaning she's not management. She's not in charge. There's no... Right. If she were in charge of something, she maybe would have a reason to be there after everyone else was gone. But she doesn't, mm-hmm. except she's doing this thing to cover. And it's not covering for somebody who shouldn't be there or is incompetent. It's just something that happened. But it's like this, oh, here you go, it's like the very strict, um, well, strict is the environment, but it's a supportive environment, but people rise to the occasion, and she's one of those people who will, so to speak, pick up a slack. This does not happen that often. And when it does happen, it doesn't take that much time. But for some reason, this time, it was going to take time, so she's there. I get the sense that maybe one of the people who was management knew she was doing this. So it wasn't a complete secret, but I don't think everybody knew. So it was kind of weird that she was there. I think that's, that's what she wants me to, to tell you. The, and, and so the idea is, like, she knows the, situa- the event was not her fault, but the situation was her choice. Do you understand this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, because I get a sense of it being dark or, like, it's after mm-hmm, it's hours dark. or... Yeah, yes. It's dark, yes. Yeah, it is dark. And uh, it's like pajamas or something. It's, te- it's clothing. It's like, paj- it's like pajamas. Uh, I'm being told that, but I'm not seeing it, which is what I feel kind of weird, but... Um, yeah. That, I yeah, think that's why I was kind of drawn to that shirtwaist factor. Yeah, thing, exactly. The, shirt, the shirtwaist thing, I, I, is, it, is it that big, is it like the shoulders come out and it makes a big triangle because their waist is in? Is that, the, that what yeah. it is, the shirtwaist triangle? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'm not 100% sure, but I, it's like those old-fashioned ladies that have the tiny waist and the big yeah. broad shoulders right. and right okay right on yeah i know i have a relative a photos of old, you know old timey relatives yeah. like that yeah um yeah from the late 19th century and and turn of the century and so okay so she so this one this older one from the industrial thing it's like it's also um it's also like the second floor it's not like the sixth floor or something it's like the second floor it's just the way it the way it happens is just out of hand and yeah so um okay so and at the moment in that time she actually wondered if somebody else was there doing this so she's not 100% sure that it wasn't arson but i don't get any factual information about that like she she had a she like in the moment when when it starts to get out of control and she's trying to figure out what she can do. She, mm-hmm. There's a, she has a sense that somebody else may be there, and I don't know if she heard a noise. I don't know. It sounds like she heard a noise, like a uh, like a like a metal bin, like not a bin, but a um. Well, the noise I'm hearing is like a, um, 
you have a metal watering can for flowers and it knocks over. Yeah. Like that's the noise. That's the noise I hear. Yeah. So not a bin, but like a container. Uh-huh. So anyway, so I that's hear that, I but it's kind of a resonant. It's like a lower resonant. It's not like mm-hmm. ting. It's you know, anyways, it's metal. So she wonders if it's that. But like honestly, it could have been an animal. It could have been whatever. But anyway, um. So anyway, that's something that was going through her mind at the end. I don't want to focus on that, but I want to make sure that that. Mm-hmm. She's heard, so she can chill out a little bit, which is ha- which is good now. Now going to and so she is the one with children elsewhere. She is the one with children elsewhere, and there are f- I think there are four kids. They're kind of I'm focusing on three, but there are four, and I don't know if that means that somebody else primarily cares for the kid, or if the kid is not healthy, or is retarded, or uh, handicapped. I don't I don't know what the I don't know what the thing is, but basically I get like uh, three kids shining through, but there are four. So sh- this is on her mind. You know, because she's responsible for these kids. There is a husband. He sure. also works. Yeah, she lives. And he's just, yeah. Yeah. He feels very distant and, like, she's never going to get to say anything to him again. She's got a lot to say. She's never going to get to say anything to him again. And uh, she does love him, but they're very stressed out. Uh, they're very stressed out. And so there's some warmth, but it's very stressful. I mean, there's a lot of warmth, a lot of caring, but it's, like, it's still very stressful. And as you you know, when you're having periods of life where you're, Taxed. It's hard to be nice to each other sometimes, even if you you care. Um, so, so, so she yes. just kind of stuff just runs through her mind, and there's some regret yeah. about that, and that's really what she wants to tell me. And now she's fine. She can stop talking now. I mean, she's telling me she's complete. She wants she wants you to know that she's a good person, but she had some regrets, and all this stuff kind of flashed through her mind. And um, so that's how she bleeds through. Is like stuff isn't resolved. That's the one thing she carries. Stuff is not resolved. Yeah. Uh, I may I may have made a mistake. Uh, I have to be alert for all these other things that may go wrong elsewhere that I can't control because I'm here. That's the kind of vibe that she carries for you. Do you do you relate to this? Does yeah. this make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good. So we're gonna leave her where she is, and we're gonna focus to the other one. And I get, yeah, it's like the dream that you were telling me about. I don't know if it's a group of men, but there are people coming home. Like, I, I don't know I don't know for sure, but it's definitely people. And it's like, um, she has less to say. She's just kind of like, uh, you can't see my hands, but um, like my hands are like next to my head, and I just kind of shook my head like, I don't even know what to do here. It's just kind of like, ah, you know, it's kind of, I don't even know what to do here. Um, and it's somebody else's house. And that is very, this is what she needs to say to find some resolution. This, um, you're in charge, she's in charge of somebody else's home. And it's not her home. It's not her home. So this, I'm asking her if this problem that that led to this disaster was the problem known, and she says, not that I know of, meaning like, was there a problem with the gas pipes or something like that? Like, no, I don't. Nobody knows. No. No, I think something um, caught on fire, like a pillow or a uh, something. Mm-hmm. Something fabric or mm-hmm. some kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I would like each of these each of these parts to release themselves of responsibility for the thing having gone wrong and or the things that happened afterwards knowing that loved ones were suffering yeah and i want i Being want in them charge of something else is somebody else's thing has yeah. 
been kind of an issue for me. Um, there you go. You know. There you go. And so here you're managing your dad's thing, your dad's uh, financial yeah. situation. And it's not the same thing, right, as like going into someone else's home and being the person responsible for it, like a caretaker sure. or maid or something. It's not the same thing, but it is. Because this thing belongs to this other person. It feels, it feels the same. It has the same emotion, I think, because... I mean, I can, because it, it's that, I know that I can feel that, like, it maybe sh- her emotion comes up when, you know, dealing with it not, and it's not going right or something. Like That's it, right. That's right. But yeah, I had, like, an, a, like, a release of, like, for the last one that was talking about the factory and, and leaving the kids uh-huh. and the husband behind, I got, I had, like, some grief that came up for that. Uh-huh. That's her. You know, I feel... Yeah, that's, that's so. I want I, will, I want yeah, each I of them to, to let. The, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I know we're talking about the the second one. But I just wanted to mention that. Okay. For her. Yeah, it's okay. It's all it's all good. Yeah. I just I want each of them to let go of the responsibility, and I want you to choose that you are not responsible for what they felt, what they may have felt responsible for. And I just want okay. you to release that. The grief you're going to have to frankly, you're going to have to process over the next day or two. It's not going to be forever, but uh, maybe even a day and a half a day, maybe even a couple hours, but just like give it, give it some space and like acknowledge that. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is, that is really sad, but also you can share with her what you, you know, stuff you've learned from Jehudi about the soul. You know, you can, you right. can just remember that we're on this journey and there's no such thing as an accidental death and we're all in these contracts together and, um, you know, the other thing is her, you know, maybe their main champion died for these children, but there is community. Like, that's very clear yeah. that there is community there for her. It's not like, you know, she and her husband are on their own and both working 14 hours a day. It's like there is community. And um, and to let, just ask her to let herself off the hook for that. And, do, and for you, you do have to grieve it, but you can let it go, too but you can let it go too. And then go in and talk to your son and tell him a joke or appreciate what he's doing or how he looks at you. And that like will help her see that there is joy, there is family and connection. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, I don't know how a half an hour went by. Um, we'll just, I, know. I totally went into the other place. I totally I was gone. My God, you can hear my voice right now. I'm still like there. Um, <laughs> I feel like I got slowed down or something. So, so I just want to make. Sh- let me just kind of scan because I want to make sure that you know what to do given this conversation. So one thing is, if she still grieves, if you're feeling that sense of grief, you know, let it be like it is when you when a friend calls you, a friend you haven't seen in 30 years calls you and says, "Oh, you know what, my." you know, my loved one just had this problem or something like that. And you're like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry to hear that. So like that kind of thing, like holding space is the point of that, holding space for that. But it won't be, you know, just know that it's not yours, but you're feeling it temporarily. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Um, I'm just asking these other parts who are kind of still on the line with us to um, just pick, you know, I'm asking them to let go of what they were holding so they can see more of what your life is like and just kind of stay out of the way a little bit more. 
like obviously respectfully and compassionately, but 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 then this is this is what this is what the guides want you to see about this. The certain things about the notion of responsibility, it's probably obvious, but just to recap it, certain things about the notion of responsibility and what one takes on uh, is very important. Like this idea of it wasn't even my house. You know, it wasn't even my house. Yeah. So, so you're doing your dad's debt thing, being in that place, that, and we talked about this before, but being in that place where you're more or less detached from it and you're willing to do it because you're willing to do it, but you're not involved emotionally with mm-hmm. every minute detail, you're just like, oh, yeah, that has to happen, this has to happen. And yeah. like you say, you make good progress with that. That is a strategy to employ for all the things for which you perceive you're responsible when it comes to something for somebody else. And these two together can, can this, is an, this is, would be the asset or the skill that they can offer for you to get clear, for you to take their example and be clear ab- about some of these things about responsibility we've talked about this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've been a lot more calm. I do have moments, but I've been overall better mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. just accepting, you know, what I'm what I have to do and not getting so emotionally charged from it. So so they kind of showing you a bit of the residue that has been here and that you can consciously clear up as you continue with right. that. Cuz you're you know, you guys are happy with this, and I'm, I'm, we're all happy that to hear that you are. I'm happy to hear they can see it ahead of time, but like, but I'm happy to hear that um, uh, you're what you just said. You're feeling more calm, and and this and this is the whole thing about <laughs> yeah. being responsive, being able. I don't to have respond to go to Defcon Five and they can laugh about that. They know exactly. about me going exactly. to Defcon Five. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I I understand. I totally understand. I understand. All right. So good. So good. So um, so let me stop the recording and then we can... And uh, now we'll take the break and stay with me uh, on the soul's journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. I'll be right back. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book, Jehudi Speaks, offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, 
why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com, and today you're hearing a uh, client uh, session with me, with my uh, wonderful client, Maureen, who agreed to come on the air or, or have the recordings used after the fact. Uh, first, you heard uh, the actual client session, and now you're going to hear a follow-up call uh, where, I, where I thought we'd discuss it, but we actually had to do some follow-up work with it. And this is how uh, coaching works with me, where we have a dialogue over time about particular issues and unfolding them and uh, healing and releasing. Hey, Tom. Hey, Maureen. Thanks for being willing to do this. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, um, I, just, I just re-listened to the session, and um, oh, I wanted to ask you um, just to kind of do a check-in. Uh, you know, what's been, happening, what's been happening since we talked yesterday? Um, well, I've been really tired. Um, I've been very warm. Um, there's times when I've been choking for no <laughs> reason. Um, I, I was, I was, um, I looked online to do a search to see if I could find the, the fire, the, you know, the a historic fire that happened. I guess you okay. had mentioned, uh, Minneapolis. So I, was, I mm-hmm. couldn't find anything, but while I was looking for it, I was like feeling like I couldn't breathe and I had to tell myself everything's okay. And, okay. uh, so... That's pretty much it. Um, I haven't felt too much grief. Um, okay. A little bit. You know, it might be that the uh, the you know trauma associated with the death experience might need to get processed first. Um, mm-hmm. You know, before. But I, I I do believe that you know whether it happens today or tomorrow or in a month, I think that the resolution is going to be you grieving it and being supportive of her and saying everything's fine, yeah, I'm sorry that this happened to you, and mm-hmm. just kind of having that having that posture with it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So um, and you emailed me after the session, and I suggested maybe taking an Epsom salts bath. Have you had a chance mm-hmm. to do that? or? Is... Not really. No, not, that's not, fine, yeah. Um, but I did, I did, I took some ibuprofen, and, and I, was, yeah. I was feeling a little bit better about um but you know, I I've been feeling like there was like another piece to this puzzle. <laughs> uh-huh. No, okay. I just I have a sense that there's another piece that um that is important. Um that maybe we could try to see to look at. Yeah, let's take a minute let's take a minute to do that. I'll follow, a little follow up. I'm just thinking, I'm just looking at because I just you know, it's fresh in my mind what we did yesterday because I just re listened to that. And um do you have a sense of what it might be? Because I, I don't at this point. I sense that there's another part, part, another past life 
person okay. that that is having a little bit more of a difficult time, like coming forward. I guess. I see. I see. Okay. And maybe maybe that part's bringing forward that feeling of choking because um, I wasn't mm-hmm. getting that at all yesterday. Um, you know, we're talking about fire. We were, you know, I know I was assuming smoke, you know, and all that goes with fire. Um, yeah. So, well, well just, just, I do want to chat a little about this, about that too, but why don't okay. we, let's just do this for a minute. Like, um, uh, let's just do this for a minute. We'll just do a little follow-up. So send cords into the earth, please. Mm-hmm. And breathe the energy of the earth up into your body. And uh, I want you to make the decision that you're safe. Okay. Just to get us started, I'm always safe. And I want you to consciously breathe in fully so this part can see that you have the power to do that. Even, I mean, not like melodramatically, but even opening your mouth, like dropping your jaw to breathe in through your mouth and like a, a fuller breath than you would normally take okay. if you weren't if you were not winded, I want you to just like breathe it in and feel that air come into your body. I'm always safe and breathing that air. And starting to feel it in my throat a little bit, which is what, which is how I, when I get close to you, you know, when I dial in, that's sometimes how I, how I feel it. Yesterday we didn't have any of that. So it was all like the information. So, um, so if today, if there's a third part that needs to say something, it's, you know, needs to say it through through the physical that goes with the emotion instead of just them, those two other women talking to me. Um, so just have the intention that any debris or anything that doesn't belong to you can go down into the earth through these cords. I think have that maybe intention. She's handicapped. That, I'm sorry. I think maybe she's handicapped. Oh, okay. In, in, in which way? Like uh, not mobile, not like not ambulatory? Uh, maybe not hear, can't hear and speak. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, boy, I just had a flash in my, in my mind. Oh, because I, I get mental activity. So if it's just information in and out, because I get that there's mental mm-hmm. activity. Like I don't, I don't like, a, like a, at first glance, I don't see somebody who's developmentally handicapped, for example. You know, mm-hmm. I don't see, mm-hmm. see, I don't feel that. I feel like I'm talking to somebody who's like you and me is the point, but if she okay. can't speak or talk, I, I wouldn't get that right away with that. Um, just looking at how the energy flows or how the, the consciousness functions. Um, does she need to say something through you that she can't say? I don't know. <laughs> keep breathing deeply and know, and make yes. the decision that you're safe because she doesn't know that right now. That's like what she doesn't get. Okay. Yeah, and we'll see if we can open the door. We can see if we can open the door for that. Maybe that's why I thought handicapped because she doesn't, she doesn't, I don't sense that she feels she needs to talk or I can't get it or... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, she might be in that moment of, um, uh, you know, like I don't like to paint like these horrible stories when we do this work, but like she might be stuck in that moment of choking 
on, like like an asphyxiation okay. on the smoke. That that might be what's happening here. Um, I actually I don't have a sense that it's one of those two that we were talking to yesterday. For some reason, I feel like they've even worked this out between them, like that whole like simpatico thing where they're the same person. You know that kind of sense yeah. that they have the same story. I they didn't present with the death throes. Like they didn't. It's it's really you know common for you know p- parts of us that have died in certain ways to present with that moment of death, like panic, mm-hmm. fear, resignation, sadness, whatever. But they were really communicative. They were talking. You know, they were, they were showing stuff so that you could get the lesson from their experience, the whole idea about responsibility, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, so this yeah. one is different. Um, so maybe she's got some sight or hearing issues. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just she, she dies choking on smoke choking on smoke. Um, you know what I'd like you to do? I'd like you to take a, a, a slow, deep breath in, and then I'd like you to push it out through your mouth, like using your diaphragm really forcefully. Uh, maybe this down to the cords into the earth thing isn't working with her because um, she's got it in her throat. So I want you to, to forcefully press out some air. It doesn't have to be dramatic and violent, but just like push air out. You know, take a deep diaphragm breath in and push air out through your mouth specifically. And is it okay if I do some come in there? Is it, is it okay yes. if I do a little thing? Okay, okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. do that in the, while you do this. Yeah, so you just have to push some crap out of the lungs is what has to happen. Cause she's like, it's like the idea, you know, it's like locked in that moment, and there's like crap in her lungs, so she can't even really fully breathe in. So you're breathing, but she's not yet. So let's um, let's just get rid of some of that. Let's get rid of some of that. Some of it's going to go down through the corners into the earth, and some of it's going to be pushed out from you in a second. How do you feel? Can you take a really deep breath right now? Can you? Yes. You can feel that you can. Okay. And so just, just push it out, honestly, so I can hear it. Just, just enough so that I can hear it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And she should be free from all this debris. And you're always safe. Decide again, please, that you're always safe. Moving this out. So she, what I get from her is, is, is that I can't. That's what I get from her right away. And um, so I just want you to keep at it because you can. And I want her to see that you can do it. I'm also going to do a little work on the, f- the front like the the front of the fourth chakra outside your body, like around your chest, because um, that sense of pressure of like from the inside and the pressure from the outside and I like this whole thing. Just want to see if we can see if we can shift that a little bit. Okay, and all debris doesn't belong to you. All remnants of smoke all remnants of the ash that she's breathing in, you just send it down through these cords into the earth and expel it out and just make the decision to be free of it. So this is where you kind of have to be kind of a, just develop, just kind of like try on this toughness and just be like, it's gone. I'm done with it. It's not mine. Okay. Yeah. Know that you're always safe. And the other thing, I'm, the other thing I see is that 
because there's such a different, there has been such a variety of different parts of you that have come up that haven't felt safe in general, that you're going to have to keep on the I'm always safe affirmation. Okay. That you're going to have to do that because this idea is like uh, what I'm seeing is that it's not maybe that you always believe it, but there's so many pieces that try to tell you that, that mm -hmm. you just need to be focused. Yeah. <laughs> stay, stay on it. Yeah, so, yeah, was yeah you see panic that. As I was yep. breathing out. Exactly. So this is her panic, and it's like a bunch of people telling you that you should be panicking, and eventually you're going to be like, well, maybe I should be panicking. That's where, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's like where, that's yep. like where you are. Yeah. But you're always safe, and you, but you have to decide it. You have to decide it. So I think that that's going to, that may continue. I mean, you can table it so you don't have to, like, do it 24-7, but, um, but I think that's going to continue to resolve stuff with this part. Maybe you figure, maybe you have some time, a couple times a week to spend an hour with that part, maybe not. Just, like, don't, please don't overstress about it or clear your schedule, but, um, but this is what you're going to need to do. And just, like, know that you're safe, decide that everything's fine, this debris is leaving, and breathe fully and push out any debris and then push down into the earth as well. And that's, what, that's mm -hmm. what's going to need to happen with, it, with this piece because she can't even talk yet. You know, she okay. can't even really articulate. And I, I think she may be able to talk or one of us may be able to hear her, let me say it that way, once this moment of panic has been processed. Okay. I'm telling you, everybody has died in a way at some point over some life, in some life, where there's panic. So this mm -hmm. is this is really not uncommon to have a fear come up and then you know, you're watching a documentary about a fire like that and then having this other dream about this separate fire. And we've talked about fire in the past. <laughs> we've talked about different, different fires that, that will come up in your dreams. So uh, it could be just this resonance of fire and smoke and trapped and, you know. But again, also, you know, put your attention on the, the symbolism of fire and how that comes through consciousness-wise is, you know, inspiration, instinct, and anger. Okay. And um, so it's kind of also like a bunch of lies for you where you may not feel completely inspired or instinctive. You may not feel that you can express anger, and it's like suddenly you're surrounded by fire. It's like the symbolism. You'll draw the fire to you one way or the other, whether you're using the energy or the energy somehow finds you. So I wouldn't say that every past life for you has a problem with fire. These are all coming up now because you're processing inspiration, instinct, and anger. Like you're, okay. you're, you've been, since you've been talking to me anyway, you know, I don't know, the last however long, months or year or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. that's been a, a big part of, of where you've been headed. So, so there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, good, good. Uh, I did. I did want to ask you about like you called in uh, a couple weeks ago to the affirmations show, and so I did actually share yeah. your data then and talk about your chart a little bit. You know, I guess I guess what I would love to convey to my listeners is also, you know, separate from any specifics that we've we've been talking about in, in this follow up work, is um you know the the process of doing the affirmations because I mean you called in for the affirmations show, but I've given you I don't know dozens of affirmations to work with to help shift things over time. And I guess I'd love to hear, I'd love for them to hear how that's been beneficial and or challenging or if you can just say something about that because I use them so often. I want people to, to understand more about the real like, end user experience. 
of, right. of affirmation. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I feel like it's been probably, well, I've been on a healing path for a very long time. Okay. I think since 91, and mm-hmm. I've been to a lot of healers, I've been to a lot of psychics, I've been... I've done a lot of different things, and I feel like the affirmations are the thing that moved the energy. Like, it was the first time that I felt like it wasn't just a quick fix where I was, you know, having a, uh-huh. like a reading with a psychic or, you know, or having some energy work done. It was clear, and then, like, three days later, boom, back to square one. But this, I feel like it's been you know, consistent in that, you know, I don't feel panicky after three days where I've had this uh-huh. session or, you know, it's it's yeah. been consistent. And I've been to a lot of people, a lot of you. <laughs> and so this is, it, yeah. I'm very grateful that I found you and that we've been working Oh, thank you. It's good to hear. I, I think that, you know, it's not just that I'm looking at or listening to what you're telling me in a session, or looking at a chart signature and saying, oh, well, here's a useful affirmation for that. It's really like it's listening to these inner kids or past life parts, these other life parts, and your guides. Cause it, and, and that, that combo, because I, 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 I hear that from people that I work with a lot. These, you know, the way you do affirmations is actually a little more helpful than other people are. This is the first time I could really buy that I should do mm-hmm. them. Yeah, and I think that that because it's like it's personalized, and you know, as you saw on the show a couple of weeks ago, or as everyone else heard, but you know, you've already known. I'll say, hey, try this one on for size, and then we see if it vibrates well. And sometimes you say it, and I'm like, that's not it. And then the part of you comes forward and says, that's not it, but I can finally hear that part. So it's this whole like synergistic process to like you know get mm-hmm. to the place where we find the right one. So I'm glad you're having that experience, and I'm glad to hear that's going well. I'm, I'm really glad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't, like, before I started listening to, you know, the way that you heal and help, like, I had no idea that I had all these parts <laughs> and yes. that they speak, and I, <laughs> it's fascinating, and I don't understand it, as like, 100%, but, I mean, I know yeah. it's there, and it's real, and yeah. I, you know, that's been, you know, super helpful and I think I have Good. to I have to understand something pretty well when I get an affirmation about why it like why it's so helpful. <laughs> I guess well, yeah, me too. To hear that too. Yeah, I mean well you can tell me do this affirmation but if I don't understand why or what the thing is I, I can't do it or I won't believe yeah. I won't buy it. But sure. when I'm introducing you to the part, basically giving voice to the emotion, you know, like you're having a feeling or a bad or a dream that you perceive is telling you something or you're having a conflict in your life or a tension and giving voice to that. So, um, yeah, I know it's like when I explain it to people sometimes, I, you know, this model of the psyche, you know, model of consciousness, I'm like, what? So I'm, what? I'm assuming everyone's schizophrenic or something, and I'm not. It's just what we know is we have an emotion, but wouldn't it be great if you didn't have to feel taken over by an emotion, but you could understand that thread of your consciousness that goes with it, and that's kind of what I'm really doing. So, so I say on the show I'm an astrologer and a channel. Sometimes I talk about mediumship, but like this is what I do. It's like helping you catalog your consciousness. Um, so, Marine, thank you so much for, for being willing to be a little guinea pig here and, and having, you know, allowing me to share uh, that reading 
uh, with the listeners because I, I want to inspire yeah. people to get a handle on their feelings and their fears and yeah. to know that they can step into something consciously and intentionally and, and move through it over time. So thank yeah. you. Thank you I so much for being I think if you would have asked rolling. me a couple, yeah. couple months ago, I probably would have been, ah, no. But you've inspired, oh. like, hearing your story and you, you know, it's like, oh, I can do this, you know. This oh, is, thank you, because you, you wrote The Soul's Journey 3. That's, like, my story that you're referring to, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you the get Soul's on Journey there and you study. just, I'm yeah. like, you know what? Sure, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. And you can get The Soul's Journey through a case study through tdjacobs.com, Amazon, and Kindle. But I recommend that you read it uh, following the first two volumes. Uh, it's the third in a series, obviously, The Soul's Journey 3. Uh, your donations keep the show on the air. You can do that through tdjacobs.com forward slash soul.html. Thanks for joining me, and you can keep in touch with me through tdjacobs.com. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.